0: Welcome back to one-on-one New York's longest running sports call-in show alongside Colin Lochran. I'm Mike Messina and we are joined by ESPN combat sports reporter Mark Ramonday ahead of UFC 268 at Madison Square Garden. Mark, thanks so much for coming on and previewing the fights with us.
1: No problem, guys. Happy to be here.
0: Thank you. So let's start off with the main event of the night. Kamara Usman versus Colby Covington for the Welterweight title, a rematch from 2019 that ended in a TKO win for Kamara Usman. How do you see the rematch going? Give us your thoughts, predictions, and really how it's going to go down.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's hard it's hard to say of course. Uh the first fight was very close. It was pretty much an even fight going to the 5th round. Usman of course finished Covington in that 5th round by TKO, retained the title and uh you know Usman since then has looked Fantastic. He looks better than ever. He's knocked out Gilbert Burns. He's knocked out Jorge Masvidal. He looks like he's reached a different level um, in his progression as a fighter. You know, he, he was a wrestler, still a very good wrestler, but now he's actually knocking people out on the feet. He's showing better boxing. He's training now with Trevor Whitman in Colorado, who also coaches Justin Gaethje and Rose Namajunas. And it just really seems like Usman is on a different plane now compared to where he was in 2019 against Colby Covington. Whereas Covington, it's hard to say how much he really has improved because we've only seen him fight one time since the Usman fight. We've seen Usman fight three times since then. Covington has only beaten Tyron Woodley uh, in September, 2020. That was his last fight. And it's the only fight since the loss to Usman in December, 2019. So there's not a whole lot to go by. We don't really know how much Colby has improved. We know he's also training in a new camp at MMA masters in Miami. And, the win over Woodley was was definitely impressive. He was dominant in that fight, but I think we I think we know that Tyron Woodley is not uh, you know no longer really at the top of his game. He's kind of past his prime. Just lost the boxing match to to Jake Paul. You know, take take that with you know w- with what you will. But yeah, I mean, I, I understand why Usman would be the favorite in this fight just because we've just seen more of him. We've seen him improve. We haven't seen that from coming. Doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Doesn't mean that that Colby has not improved. We just have not seen it. So I, I understand why Usman is the favorite in this
2: one. Mark, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I think you hinted at my next question potentially, you know, obviously this is the main event that everyone's talking about. Usman is heavily favored. Vegas has him far ahead of Covington, you know, with that win streak he has going for him and the 100% takedown defense with all of that in mind, should Kamaro be that heavily favored?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. That's, that's a good question, Colin. I, I, I would say no, I would say no, because I think that, And and there is kind of like that talking point all week has been like, you know, is Colby Covington the toughest matchup for Usman at the top of this welterweight division? And I would argue that he might, he very well might be. And the reason is because of his wrestling. And that's one thing that, that Usman has been able to do against other opponents that Covington doesn't have to worry about nearly as much. I mean, I think that when, you know, when Usman faces guys like a Gilbert Burns or Jorge Masvidal, they're worried in the back of their head about, his wrestling uh he you know he's a great wrestler he's a division two national champion caliber wrestler Usman is so when you're worried about a guy's wrestling it makes them a better striker because you know it's in the back of a Masvidal's head the back of a Gilbert Burns's head Usman's gonna go for a takedown he's gonna push me against the fence and that opens up the striking for Usman now Colby does not have to worry about that because that's not a guy you can take down very easily in fact I think that Covington I mean, you could argue that he he has a better background in wrestling than Usman does in some ways. He was a Division One wrestler. Usman was Division Two. Now, it's MMA. That may not they may, that may not you know matter at the end of the day. But Covington is one of the few guys that can really go toe to toe with Usman on the on the mat in the wrestling room, and that makes for a totally different fight. And I do think that Covington is the toughest fight for Usman because of that reason. Because not only uh, can Usman not does not have that same threat of a takedown that he would against others, but Covington has a threat of a takedown and, and Usman can't, can't let his hands go as freely because Covington could shoot for a takedown. Covington could try to go for, uh, you know, uh, more of a wrestling based game, push him against the fence clinch. And I think that's a key to Covington's game. I think that if he, he didn't do that in the first fight, the first fight was a, a, a pure striking contest between two guys who have wrestling backgrounds. And that didn't work out the first time for Covington. And I wonder if he he switches it up this time and uses more of his his bread and butter. That's what got him here, his wrestling, his cardio, his pace. He didn't use that in the first two fight. I think we'll see more of it in this one.
0: That was actually my very next question. There was no takedown attempts from either side in the first fight. Mm-hmm. Do you think there will be more takedown attempts this time? But you, you kind of just answered that, so I'll head to another question. What does Colby really need to do in order to to beat an undefeated, an undefeated Usman. And do you see that being possible?
1: It's certainly possible. It's certainly possible. I think that if you just look at like the different attributes of both of them and look at the different areas of fighting and and you look at like the matchup, you you know, Usman has an edge almost everywhere. You know, Usman has an edge in, you know, strength. He has an edge in punching power. He has an edge in, you know, some would say he's a better MMA wrestler than Colby um you know he's got a better you know he's got an edge in striking he's got an edge uh, in a lot of places uh so how does Colby win and I think Colby wins by he has to go back to what he's what he's the best at yes Usman is a great wrestler but Colby Covington got here because of his wrestling because of his pace because of his cardio it's it's not by standing on the outside and and having a kickboxing match that's just not how he's gotten here and if he does that again, I don't I don't like his chances. But if he mixes things up, if he gets the i just even get the idea in Usman's head that he's going to wrestle, that he's going to do something, change levels, use the clinch. I mean, something that is going to get Usman out of his comfort zone on the feet. Because look, my, my, Jorge Masvidal, maybe a better pure striker than Usman. Usman knocked him the hell out, put that man to sleep. And Covington has the advantage of, Putting an idea into Usman's head, at the very least, that he could mix things up, and I think that's what he has to do. I think that's the only way he wins.
0: Going to another fight of the night, another title fight or rematch between Rose Namajunas and Zhang Wei Lee for a women's strawweight title. Do you think Wei Li is more aware and prepared of what Rose is actually capable of after getting TKO'd in the first round by a head kick, or do you think she's still the best in the division and can really take this?
1: I I really think that that Zhang Wei Lee is in a completely different place now than she was in April. And I mean that in almost every aspect. I mean, she did her entire training camp for the first time in the United States. She's been training in Arizona at fight ready. I have an article on ESPN.com right now about that, about her new preparation, what went into it, what they're doing down there, what's changed, excuse me. And she's changed almost everything about her preparation. And I'm talking about physical, I'm talking about mental and, there's one thing guys that, that blew me away when I, when I was reporting on this story. And it's that when Whaley was in China, you know, she had a striking coach. She had a Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach. She had uh, a wrestling coach, but she never, she never had an MMA coach. She only had coaches of the separate disciplines. She never had anyone to blend them all together. And she never really trained in mixed martial arts. She trained in those disciplines, but she never actually trained in the transitions and the, and the, You know, the middle ground where a lot of these fights at the highest level are won in those areas, Uh, you know, when you blend the arts together that it's MMA, it's not wrestling, it's not striking, it's MMA and going to fight ready and training with Henry Cejudo, who, you know, by the way, is an Olympic gold medalist in wrestling training with Eddie Shaw, who I think is one of the best striking coaches in mma yeah training with e- e- eric Albaracin who's henry uh Cejudo's longtime coach you know former wrestler uh, himself on the u.s army team these these are these are high level coaches plus she has her team from china who is still there so she has the familiarity with her people from china plus the new the new people and everything that they've told me is that she's a completely new fighter she's not going to fight at all in the same way she is way different now than she was and she's a much more polished uh you know, well-prepared, well-rounded athlete than she was a few months ago when she fought non Yunus and got, and got knocked out.
2: You know, in the press conference and the time leading up to this weekend, we've seen a lot of personality from the fighters. Wei mm-hmm. Lee, Michael Chandler, Covington, Usman, with both of them jawing at each other almost the entire time. I loved it personally, you know, made me remember a lot of Conor McGregor, McGregor's shenanigans. Uh, as someone who covers the UFC and combat sports in general, do you think these type of personalities will help grow the sport ultimately?
1: I mean, personalities absolutely are are necessary in MMA. Uh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt because, I mean, the, the truth of the matter about combat sports is that it doesn't really matter how good of a fighter you are. What matters the most is how much pay-per-views you're going to sell, how many tickets you're going to sell, you know, how popular you're going to get. Conor McGregor at one point, I guess, was the was one of at least one of the best fighters in the world. But... We know now that he's not one of the best fighters in the world, but he's still by far the biggest star in the UFC, no doubt. Look at look at boxing. You know, Jake Paul is in boxing right now, and he's one of the biggest stars in boxing. He's one of the biggest money makers in boxing. Guys, four and zero. Oh, we have no idea how good he is. He's he's not. I mean, you know, he he didn't look all that great against Tyron Woodley. He's not a great boxer. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how good of a boxer he is. What matters is is he going to put butts in the seats? People care about him. People are invested in him. And, and that's, that's been the key in combat sports from, you know, for, for decades, for decades, it, it is about, it's a, as much about your personality, who you are and getting people invested as it is about winning fights. And there was definitely some of that on display at the press conference, but personally, I, I actually, I hated the press conference. I thought it was horrible because what, what makes a big star like a Conor McGregor is that it's already, that stuff is already in the that stuff is already there. Conor McGregor is like that. That's who he is. Now, does he turn it up to 11 when, he, when he's in front of the cameras? 100%. But when, when fans feel like there's some inauth- uh, inauthenticity in fighters and they're not acting like who they are, that is not a recipe for, for success. And we've seen that with John Jones over the years, where he's, the, he's been the best fighter in the world for over a decade now, John Jones, or at least a decade now but he's never risen to that level of a Conor McGregor because I think people saw that he was not being authentic. He was not being organic. Compare that to someone like Nate Diaz, who is nowhere near, he's not even in the top 15 yet. He's one of the most popular fighters in the world because there is that authenticity. There is that organic, uh, you know, engagement that he has with fans. People connect with them because they feel like he's real. And I'm not so sure if people feel like Colby Covington is real. I think they feel like he's playing a character and that, is not a recipe for success conor mcgregor might be playing a character we don't know but he's certainly he certainly sells it as if this is the real guy and i'm not sure they feel that way about colby and i don't think that's colby has gotten to a certain point because of of his shtick and it's worked for him certainly but i can't i don't see him ever getting to that level of of a mcgregor and that's okay that's okay and the same thing and the same thing for usman where you know, I feel like he's, he leaned in a little bit more to that stuff at the press conference, which he hasn't done as much before. And I'm not sure how much that made him look good. I'm, I really don't know. I'm not sure. But uh, it's kind of a long way of answering your question. I do think personalities are, are important in combat sports. They're vital in combat sports. It's entertainment. You know, this is not a team sport where, you know, you have, uh, you know, you have rooting interest for, you know, wherever you grew up or whatever teams you're playing for. Combat sports athletes need to get people behind them in some way or another. Colby's done that to a certain extent, certainly, but to, to what to what end and, and to what degree, it's hard to say. But uh, the press conference yesterday, I, I, it kind of left me feeling a little uh, a little cold because I, it just felt like a, a it didn't it didn't feel like a regular press conference where it felt organic it felt to me like everyone was kind of forcing it and that then and some of the questions from the media I thought were pretty embarrassing also if if I'm being honest I thought that you know a lot to use a pro wrestling term I'm a big big pro wrestling fan I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of media right now in in, uh, MMA are trying to get themselves over they're trying to be the stars themselves they're not the stars the fighters are the stars and and if you're a media member and you start thinking that you're the star of the show that's when you need to take a step back and kind of check yourself and I feel like that's kind of what happened to the press conference where, you know, media members were trying to, you know, get one over on the fighters on the day, which I find uh, pretty pretty deplorable.
0: Let's move on to the first fight of the main event that got switched to the first fight because of Trevor Whitman coaching all three fighters in the main event. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler, two guys with pretty much the same fighting style, techniques, and whatnot. Chandler said this is his biggest fight to the day. What do you think he needs to do to get Gaethje out of his rhythm and win this fight?
1: Yeah, it's a hard fight. Um, And there are, and and you make a really good point, Mike, Um, there are, there are such parallels between these two guys, even, even like in their backgrounds, you know, Justin Gaethje was the World Series of Fighting uh, lightweight champion, and he made the move over to the UFC, he was a big free agent, Michael Chandler was the Bellator champion, you know, and and he, you know, he was a big free agent, the UFC signed him. There's a lot of, and there was even talk at one point of those guys fighting each other when they were the champions of those respective uh, promotions years ago. Uh, As far as Chandler's chances, I mean, certainly he could win. I mean, Chandler is explosive, powerful, super strong, great wrestling, uh, knockout power in both hands. Um, And he can certainly catch Justin Gaethje. But I think um, kind of in the same way that that Colby Covington, I believe, needs to use his wrestling, I think Chandler needs to use that as well. Because I think Justin Gaethje is a – he's become the more polished striker now. At one point, he was very reckless. He's not the same as he was. And uh, I think uh, I think you know striker for striker, skill for skill on the feet. I think I think Gaethje has the advantage, which is why I think Chandler needs to mix it up, change levels, get again get the idea. And Gaethje said that he could shoot. It opens up things. It could open up a, a knockout punch or, or a big shot. I think that's Chandler's key.
0: One last question for you: Do you think the Trevor Whitman squad is going to go three and zero on the night? Is that possible? Mm-hmm. And what stands in the way of that?
1: Yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all, uh, they're all the favorites. Although I think the, the, the Nami Yunus, uh Zhang line is kind of gone back bit. and forth. It's gone back and forth. So I think, I'm not sure if Whaley is the favorite now or not, but it's pretty close. Um, yeah. I mean, certainly, certainly that, that could happen. And uh, I feel like, you know, he's not a guy that, that, you know, puts himself out there that much Trevor Whitman. He doesn't do a lot of interviews um, even, you know, when I try to reach out for him sometimes for interviews, like he, you know, he politely declines and, he does not like to be in the spotlight, but you got to give this man his due. He's really, you know, he's one of the elite coaches, uh, if not the most elite coach in the sport of MMA. Just look what he's done, you know, for the careers of, of these fighters, taking Usman to a new level, you know, built the, building up Gaethje and, and Rose from, you know, the pretty close to the bottom up. It's pretty incredible. And, and to see it, you know, put on display at Madison Square Garden, on one of the biggest shows of the year. I mean, that could be one of the big talking points coming out of this card. You know, just how damn good is this guy as a coach? I mean, he is, he is tremendous. He is tremendous.
0: Mark, thank you so much for joining us and previewing the fights with us. We really appreciate it and cannot wait to see how it all goes down. It was also a pleasure to meet you this morning at, at the weigh-ins. It, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. And hopefully we run into each other on Saturday night. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. My pleasure, guys. Uh, good luck with the show. Good luck with everything.